just across the harbor from the old town, Denmark's capital has an unusual neighborhood that's a real eye-opener. Back in 1971, hundreds of counterculture squatters settled into an abandoned military barracks in Copenhagen's Kristania district. The government looked the other way to let the free city become a social experiment for idealists and hippies that continues to this day. You can wander through the ramshackle moats and shops and alternative housing where the slogan is, only dead fish swim with the current. And now Kristania has become the second most popular attraction in all of Copenhagen. To tell the story of this commune, Robert Lawson and Richard Jackman have released their documentary film about the neighborhood called Kristania, 40 Years of Occupation. They join us now on Travel with Rick Steves to take your calls at 877-333-RICK. Welcome. Thank thank you. you. I gave a brief story, but tell us what happened back in 1971. Kind of paint the picture for us. 1971, there was a severe housing shortage in Copenhagen. And as a result, there were a lot of squatters in the neighborhood around what is now Kristania, the uh, military compound. And then a lot of squatters were being pushed out because they were doing slum clearance. And so as a result of that and some other factors, people started using the place for public space, place for their kids, and people started trickling in and moving in. And it became this, I mean, really before the um, government had a chance to respond, there were hundreds of people living so there like already. overnight you've got hundreds of people, and it was a ready-made sort of structure. It was a military yeah. barracks. And even so, to this day, you can see this regimented, strict kind of buildings that were from the military on the ramparts of the city that go back centuries. Right. It's a 17th century military base, and it was decommissioned in 68, I believe. So it sat empty for a couple of years. And I think even before then, people were breaking in, and they were having picnics. So it was probably a problem before just because it was open land, and now you've got a different kind of problem where people are raising their families there. I mean, a different kind of challenge for the city. In the, the decades that have followed, Robert, how has the community generally related with the city? Because... In a way, it's just in your face. We're, we're going to take this land, we're not going to pay for it, and we're not going to pay taxes. Or how has the struggle been? It's an interesting situation because Christiania is right in the center of Copenhagen. It's not out on a farm. It's not out of the city. It's right in the center of the city. So the people that live in Copenhagen have a very direct relationship with the people in Christiania. And it's not always positive, but um, over the years... There's actually been a lot of support from the Danish people for Christiania. I think the idea of Christiania is very important to them, whether or not they have issues with some of the things that go on there. Uh, you mentioned not paying taxes. They they actually do pay taxes. Now, they began in the beginning by not paying utilities. I think they were hooking up a power line from one of the utility poles. Mm-hmm. They weren't paying for water or sewage. They didn't have water or sewage at the very beginning. But over the years, they've developed their infrastructure, and they've also made arrangements with the government, so they do pay taxes. They so do. there's a public relations awareness that uh, it would make sense if we go by some rules and still have our free spirit. Yes. Right, yeah. Because yes. when you go there as a tourist, and it is, you know, in Copenhagen, you see the mermaid, and right. you see the, the city hall, and you go out to Christiania. Yeah. And yeah. you walk through this community, and i got to say, most of the tourists that go there are interested in seeing what's it called Pusher Street, where all the marijuana is sold right. or has been sold. Right. But it's so much more than that. And if you just go to Christianity to see the fact, oh, they smoke a lot of pot here, you're really missing it because you walk through 
a lush park that has all these geodesic dome kind of constructions and creative little stupas for people who are mm-hmm. beyond organized religion that still want to be close to God. And there are swap shops for people who don't believe in spending money but need to swap out some bigger shoes for some little shoes. There are a place where you go to get your plywood if you want to add an addition. I don't think they worry too much about building codes. Uh, it's a fascinating organism that that actually works. And when you walk through it, you can be inspired by that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not only a fascinating place on a social level, but in terms of the nature that's been allowed to grow there. It's often referred to as the green lung of the city. And it's also a place where uh, different species of birds come there that don't visit Because you can sit on the ramparts there and you've got... You know, it's so interesting because you can read history into a lot of city maps. And in Mm -hmm. the old days, they would have zigzag ramparts and then a moat. Right. And today, you still got zigzag ramparts, and the moat is a lake, and it's a park. It's a green space with bike paths, and especially in a place like Scandinavia, you'd have a thriving wilderness yeah. and, and wildlife. I yeah. definitely encourage people to get beyond Pusher Street and walk around and look at the buildings and start talking to the residents because it's so much more than that. Now, when you go to Christiania, in fact, when you go to Copenhagen, you see a lot of T-shirts and banners, and it says, uh, if I remember correctly, Christiana Bivar or something? Bivar. Bivar, Bivar Christiania, yeah. yeah. Does that mean Christiania it, lives? It means um, support Christiania. Okay, um, so, because yeah. there is a struggle. And my hunch is these hippies took it over in the 70s when nobody wanted that land. Now they're surrounded by a very trendy area. That whole yes. Christianshaven is one of the nicest places to live. All sorts of condos that weren't there before. Yeah. And developers are just salivating over this amazing exactly. land. And there's just a couple of hundred of hippies between them and a lot of easy money from a developer's point of view. Is that what's driving this constant existential threat to Christianity with their relationships with the government? Or is it a moralism about their non-material lifestyle and their easy attitude towards marijuana? Uh, You know, I think their easy attitude towards marijuana is used as a way of attacking them because I really do think it is about real estate. So it's driven by developers' uh, appetite. I believe so. You know, there were many years when the government didn't pay any attention to Christiania. They didn't pay attention to Pusher Mm -hmm. Street. There was many years where they just existed on their own. Um, It wasn't until the early 2000s that things really started to heat up and the crackdown on Pusher Street became very intense. Probably correlated with a rise in the potential value of that land. Sure. Sure. Yes. When you think about Christiania... To me, this is just a delightful flower garden, uh, flower children, idealism. You know, you can't embrace it completely uh, for most of us, but it just seems innocuous and innocent enough and and kind of a stark contrast in Denmark with all of the regimentation Mm -hmm. and the affluence. And it almost seems to me like a necessary dimension of a society that to me is almost like a jukebox where everything is in order in Denmark. And here you got that little place for the philosophical objectors to all that conformity. I I think that's exactly right. I think that's how the Danes see it. It's sort of a uh, relief valve for, for the orderliness of their society. They like to think of themselves as um, iconoclasts, and yet they have this incredibly orderly little social democratic Isn't that society. A, that's sort of an irony because they do yeah. make themselves up like we are so free, but right. everybody is so conformist, and it makes the society work really well. And consequently, by most standards or lists, they're the most content and happy people around. Their society works really well, but you do need that little safety valve. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Christiania. The documentary movie is Christiania, 
40 Years of Occupation, produced by Robert Lawson and Richard Jackman. Our phone number is 877-333-7425, and Diane's calling from Independence in Missouri. Hi, Diane. Thanks for your call. Hi, Rick, and hi, movie makers. I'm going to be visiting Christiana in about three months, and the way I look at it is I'm taking a mini pilgrimage back to my youth. I grew up in the 60s and the 70s, and we all know that every every place and every time has a certain vibrational quality, and I'd kind of like to revisit that. So since you've spent so much time there, maybe you could help me plan my couple of hours there so that I can use Christiana to help me get my mojo back. And the other part of that question is, do you think that the Danish concept of huga has any relevance in Christiana? So huga, or I thought it was hugli or yeah, something. Huga, 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 yeah, and that means um, cozy, uh, conviviality. It's yes. sort of the Bavarian equivalent of gemütlichkeit. Mm. So, yeah, does that fit in with Christiana? Oh, I think definitely. I think uh, Christiania is has all kinds of huga, but it's not the same. Maybe not the same type of huga that you would find um, elsewhere in Denmark, but it's about comfort. It's about um, companionship. It's about light. It's about warmth. And there's plenty of that in, in Christiania. And we've experienced that firsthand. We've spent quite a bit of time there. And we've spent time in people's homes. We've, you know, enjoyed their hospitality. I've experienced Huga in Christiania, definitely. I've yeah. seen it with just people sitting around a candle, a single candle with a couple of beers, their kids running around barefoot. It's 10 mm-hmm. o'clock at night. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, life is good. <laughs> And I think there are guided tours of Christianity by locals that that's really are true. committed to the ethic and the lifestyle. Yes. And yes. that's what I've taken a couple of times, and that really helps because then you understand why people are there and how proud they are of this lifestyle and, and how they really believe in it. I would say that, you know, people, if they shy away from tours, when you're in Christiania, definitely take a, a guided tour because it is with someone who lives there, someone who knows a lot about the history, right. knows a lot about the people there and you'll get a real insight into Christiania. Diane, thanks for your call. Thank you. Take care. And Neil's calling in from Bayside in Wisconsin. Neil, thanks for your call. Thank you. My question actually came along the lines of the the previous one, which was how do you connect uh, rather than just kind of wandering through the streets and um, looking around and perhaps gawking at Pusher Street? Um, what is the the best way? You had the good fortune of uh, you know having dinner in someone's home, uh, but uh, what are, what are some of the best ways to uh, experience Christiania without just making it another? Uh, checkoff point on a uh, bucket list of some sort. I would say just start talking to people you see out in public. You know, just start with an innocent question like directions or something and then ask them a question, any question you have about Christiania and you will probably get a very extended answer. And that <laughs> would everybody's be a, a philosopher, it seems like. <laughs> yes, right. and, and, and they everybody love speaks to English. Talk about, yeah, they, everyone speaks English and they love to talk about That's Christiania. True. Neil, what I would do is I would go to, what's the big um, entertainment food circus? Oh, Nemo Land. Nemo Land. Mm. And go there, and, and there's a lot of local Christianians eating there. Mm-hmm. And uh, go there in the evening. There's always something going on in the way of live music. And, you know, you have a few beers or if you smoke marijuana, you know, share a joint with somebody there. And the conversation surrounded by that music with the ramparts and the, the feeling of an old military barracks that's been inhabited by a bunch of flower children, it's quite an experience. 
Yeah. I also like the opera. It's an indoor, more intimate venue that has different kinds of bands, performances. They do a lot of blues stuff there. That's called the opera? Yeah, it's called <laughs> the opera. It's right off of Pusher Street. I would check that out. I really like the vibe there. Neil, have you been to Christiania? Yes. And as a matter of fact, I was there uh, just a few weeks ago, wandering through with uh, with my son. And it's now, it seems um, more connected to uh, to the city with some of the new bridges and things and a little easier to, uh, to wander in and out of. I did see a, a schoolhouse and was kind of curious. It said Christiania Schoolhouse. Is the school run by the Copenhagen or is it run by Christiania? Do you know? Well, mm. they have a kindergarten. Uh, they don't have um, any other further education because, and uh, we uh, interviewed the kindergarten teacher in our film, and the way he put it is, you know, at a certain point, the children in Christiania must experience life outside. Mm. They don't want the children to be secluded in Christiania. So they have the kindergarten. They have several different after-school programs for the older kids. There are a couple buildings, after-school buildings, so maybe it was one of those you saw, or maybe the kindergarten, yeah. You know, I yeah. think what's interesting when we think about this community of idealists and uh, tree huggers and geodesic gnomes and recreational marijuana and so on, these are very smart people. These are very idealistic and philosophical people, and the, the way the communities run, the more I learn about it, the more respect I have for it. I mean, they've got their security, they've got their standards, they've got their ideals, and they are not going to be conforming to social norms just because that's the social norm. I don't think they're contrarian for the sake of being contrarian, but they just really want to raise their kids without being materialistic conformists. And that's what it looked like. Yes. Neil, you you walked around with your son, did you say? Yes. We were just uh, looking for it, and, and generally in Copenhagen, we're there to take photographs, but not, uh, not so much in uh, Christiania just because of some of the sensitivity to that issue. Yeah. Well, I think you just it's Pusher Street you can't take photos of, but everywhere else I think you're welcome to take photographs. But you do have that issue of you feel a little bit like a voyeur. You're this, mm-hmm. you know, this American traveler with your North Face parka on and there's these people mm-hmm. who are right. living very idealistic right. lives and you've got your, your nice camera. Hey, Neil, thanks for your insight. Thank you. You know, it's interesting that you just brought up Christiania, there is not a lot of separation between the tourists and the people who live there. And Christiania is very much a tourist destination. It's second only to Tivoli is what we've heard. Hmm. So you have tourists just walking around. Um, We've heard that people have just walked into people's homes. Um, (laughs) You do have to remember people live there. People actually live there. They're living their lives. They're not there for your uh, amusement. This is something that as a tour guide I'm always aware of. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Robert Lawson and Richard Jackman. Their new documentary is called Christiania, 40 Years of Occupation, and it can be viewed in a number of ways online. Their website is busnumber8.com. Our phone number is 877-333-7425, and James is calling from Virginia Beach. Hey, James. Hi, Rick. Thanks for taking my call. When I was in Copenhagen in 2015, I had two. I was there two days on the sort of Scandinavian tour, and... That was one of the places I wanted to go. You know, I travel as a low-key person. So, yeah, I went over the bridge. You can walk right in. I walked right into Christiana. I looked at the rules. Didn't take any pictures on the main drag, of course. But there are beautiful artistic murals on many of the walls. So I did take pictures of three or four of those. Looked around at the houses. And I talked to a couple of the friendly, peaceful people, you know, because they know, uh, you know, many people are, speak good English in Scandinavian countries, and 
looked at some of their wares that were available. I don't remember if I bought anything, but it was really an interesting experience. You know, to walk around in a low-key way and and see how people live. You know, being a college professor, you know, wanted to see how people live, and it, it was just very enjoyable. And you found the people interested in just talking with you. They didn't feel like it was inappropriate for you to be curious about their lifestyle and their values. No, I'm not ostentatious. I you know talk to people in a very you know, friendly and open way. And yeah. You had a nice conversation with him. It was really, really nice. And, of course, I was also taken back by the just beautiful murals that different people have painted on the sides of buildings. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of political edge, but there's also just a lot of humor and there's a lot of love and idealism when you look at the street art in a place like Christiania. One of my favorite chores when I'm updating my guidebook on, on Scandinavia and Denmark is to uh, go visit Christiania and get my information up to date. And it really is quite easy. There's so many other things nearby. You can just walk there from other the major sites in Copenhagen. And then you step through the gate, and it says, Welcome to Christiania, and you do your visits. And then as you're leaving, I love it, it says, You're now entering the EU. Hey, James, thanks for your call. All right, thank you very much. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking with Robert Lawson and Richard Jackman, and they've produced a documentary film called Christiania, 40 Years of Occupation. Robert and Richard, I was fascinated by the care that the community puts into who comes and who goes and the ideals of nobody really owns land. You can come in there and live there, but you don't really have the opportunity to own and develop and then sell your land. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. And I think it's the foundation of Christiania is that nobody can own real estate there. If you take away that one aspect, the whole thing's going to fall apart because it really depends on that. As far as who moves in, Christiania's divided up into 15 areas, and the people in those areas decide who's going to move in when there's a vacant apartment or house or something like that. Because an important challenge they've had, I think, is there's a lot of just potheads that come there thinking, hey, this is a cool place to go, you right. know, let's smoke. And that's not what they're looking for. People who move in there, from what I've heard and what I've seen, is primarily it's people who contribute to Christiania. If you want to live there, a great way to do it is to volunteer mm-hmm. or to work in one of the businesses there, get involved in the community. Money, capital, doesn't count for a lot there. Social mm-hmm. capital counts for Social everything. Capital. And then when there's the space available and you apply to move in, yeah. you'd, you'd have an inside track. Yes, exactly. Well, let's hope we have Christiana around a long time to remind us that there's more to life than increasing its speed. Okay, thanks so much, you guys, and best wishes with your documentary work. Oh, right? thank, thank you. you. Rick Steves teaches smart European travel. At ricksteves.com, you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, free audio tours of Europe's top sites, and a world of information to help turn your travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.